Welcome to Can They Do That? brought to you by Scott Law Team, the employment law firm. We are excited to discuss recent employment issues and events that affect your everyday life. Keep in mind this podcast is educational and is not a substitute for legal advice or professional consultation. If you need help, you can reach us at scottlawteam.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Can They Do That? Today, I am joined by Gabe Roberts, our Jacksonville partner. How are you doing, Gabe? I am living the dream, Rachel. How are you? I am also living the dream. So we're actually entering the holiday season. And as one might say... I know. You're also a lover of puns, so I think you'll love this one. I've been thinking about it all day. It's okay. almost like we're in a holidays. I think that was a, was that like a Netflix movie that came out last year? Well, I'll have to watch it to see if it lives up to the pun. As always, there's a lot of questions about employment-related matters, and holidays are no exception. So first, I want to admit, yes, I've also worked through the holidays, and yes, it did feel like I was working like a dog. It was just long hours, my feet always hurt, and it just seemed like, am I even allowed to work this many hours, even though it's a holiday? So my first question for you, Gabe, as the employment expert, is there a limit to how many hours somebody can work on a holiday? Yes, in the same way there's a limit to the number of hours that you can work on on any day, right? I mean, the the thing with holidays is there are there are no, generally speaking, special rules or requirements or anything like that when it comes to a holiday as compared to any other day. So to the extent that in general, there's overtime rules and in general, there may be other rules in place about how many hours you can work in a day. Those apply in a holiday, but there's nothing special about any holidays. Wow. That's just crushing my dreams. It's all in your mind. It's just holiday is really nothing but a a word on the calendar, I guess. So Working like a dog, I had mentioned, oh, I remember working like a dog through the holidays. Breaks for holidays. Typically, people, when it's the holiday rush, like let's say you're working in uh, retail or maybe you're in the food industry, holidays tend to be a very, very busy time of the year. But breaks are still essential, correct? Uh, No, breaks breaks are not required by law for at least if you're an adult employee, right? Child labor laws are different, and at least in the state of Florida, depending on the age of the child, some breaks may be required after a certain number of hours of work. Uh, but if you're a, over the age of 18, you are an adult employee, there's no requirement for a break at any time in Florida. Now, again, some companies may may give that to you as a benefit. They may say, hey, you've been out on the shop floor for the past five hours on your feet. Go Go take 15 in the back. And then it comes down to a question of is that paid or not paid? And it's going to depend if it's truly a break or if you're working or not. But no, there's no requirement for breaks, even even amongst the holidays when things get busy. What about checking emails? If you're sitting in the back, feet propped up, you're chilling and eating some chips, but in the other hand, you're scrolling through your email. What about, is that a touchy situation, kind of a gray area? Well, it might be touchy if you're checking your emails on a touchscreen phone, but <laughs> I don't know how, how much of a gray area it truly is because if you're looking at emails and, and you are doing something that benefits your employer, that's not a break time, even if you're eating chips with one hand and, and scrolling emails with the other. And, you know, it depends on the, the way you're paid, whether that matters or not. If somebody's an hourly employee and they're supposed to be paid for all hours they work, if they are taking a true bona fide break of, you know, 15 minutes or half an hour, if you're that employee, take that break. It, it's yours and you should take it. And if you're an employer and someone's taking that break, don't bother them. Don't call them. Don't, don't send them emails. Don't ask them to check their emails. 
Because if someone is, in fact, checking their emails or doing anything that benefits their company, that's not time off and they should be paid for that. I do have another question. And I know we just said that it doesn't really matter between a regular day and a holiday. There really is no difference. But are there specific holidays that employers have to observe under like state or federal law? When it comes to a private employer, no, there's no special requirements for certain days to be recognized as holidays. You know, of course, we do have those, you know, the standard holidays that a lot of companies are closed for, and those traditionally match what we would call the federal holidays, which are the holidays that the federal government is closed. And if you're a government employee, you may have off. But for a private employee, there's no requirement to have any specific holidays or for to have those days off. So you're telling me that a private company could work 365 days a year? Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, when you go to see a movie on Christmas with your family, who's uh, who's filling up your popcorn? Who's selling you a ticket? There's someone there, isn't there? There is. And correct me if I'm wrong, are they entitled to three times pay or time and a half pay? <laughs> uh, if only. As, as, a, as a former movie theater employee who uh, looked forward to Christmas every year as the busiest day of the year, uh, I wish that we had been paid more, but no, there's no no special requirement for any specific premium pay on holidays or anything of that nature. At least, at least under the law, you know, some some companies have have special requirements for holiday pay as an incentive to their staff. Uh, some some organizations, uh, it's part of union organizations. Some unions will require holiday premium pay for staff, but there's no general requirement under either federal law or at least here in Florida under state law. Did they at least give you a free ticket to a movie on Christmas? <laughs> uh, my boss made sure my parents always got in every Christmas so they could uh, come, you know, see me, quote unquote, on Christmas. <laughs> but no free movie? Well, they would get in for free, but that was that was it. I mean, look, as, as an employee, I got in for free all the time. So that was nothing. Oh, nothing okay, okay. So it, it doesn't even matter. Just like you said, holiday, regular day, it doesn't even matter. Exactly, yes. Benefit. You know, we, we put so much pressure and thought and emphasis behind these holidays. And I get it, right? Especially at the end of the year, we're all kind of looking for something to look forward to. And it'd be nice if uh, if we have to give that up, right? You have to sacrifice that day that you feel you've earned off. It'd be nice to get something special in return. But unfortunately, our laws don't recognize that. Okay. So in the event that a company decides to have that holiday off, they close down their business or their company or whatever, do they have to pay their employees? No, likewise, no, no requirement to give uh, extra holiday pay or, or holiday time off. Now, look, of course, a lot of companies do that these days. There are incentives out there and people will give holiday bonuses if you're at a nice place to work or uh, things of that nature. But there's no requirement if, you know, if the company's closed, if you're not working, uh, you only have to be paid on days you work, according to the law. Interesting. Okay, so it's not part of the PTO agenda or schedule. That's good to know. Some companies might, in their handbook, they might have extra holiday pay, right? You know, you get X amount of hours of, of PTO during the year, and then you also get a certain amount of hours of holiday pay that you can you can choose to use on on whatever day it is that you'd like. But there's no no requirement to do that. It just has to be something if the company wants to do it as a benefit to their employees, they're they're welcome to. So definitely try to find a company where you're happy. Yes, I think when you know when we're applying for jobs and looking for jobs, we 
we think of benefits in the context of insurance or, uh, you know, bonuses or things like that. But really, a lot of times benefits include things like PTO and holidays. And, and we shouldn't take it for granted that just because it's Thanksgiving, you're going to get that Thursday and Friday off. There's, there's no guarantee. So really, there's no complaint basis for, oh, my gosh, I have to work on that day. But theoretically, is an employer able to require an employee to work on a holiday that they observe, let's say a religious holiday? Yeah, so that's that's where it gets interesting, right? Because now we're getting cross-sectional. We're bringing in the idea of people who are observing a religious holiday and should they have that off. And again, generally, there's no specific requirement that uh, someone be given a holiday off just because they observe it. However, that doesn't mean that if you're an employer, you should uh, just carte blanche not give people their religious holidays off. First of all, it's the right thing to do if somebody has a bona fide religious belief to respect that and give them the time off that they'd like to celebrate. But also, companies can get themselves in trouble if they apply policies in a, in a non-uniform manner, right? You know, and we, we think of the holiday season as maybe being mostly about Christmas, but if you give all your Christian employees Christmas off and you don't give all of your Jewish employees a certain day of Hanukkah off, that could be an issue, not necessarily because you're not giving the day off, but because now you're applying a policy in a, in a disparate manner. And that's, that's where you could get into trouble. That's what I was going to ask next about um, discrimination. I'd like to know, Gabe, is there a little bit of wiggle room for employees who are being asked to work on a holiday they observe? Like, can they have it off without pay? Can they not show up? Or do they risk being terminated for not working on the day they're asked to work? Like all things, if you ask a lawyer a question, I'm going to tell you it depends, but it, it does depend on on some factors there, right? Because if you need a day off of work for a religious reason, that is a an accommodation you can request from your employer in the same way you can request any other religious accommodation. And if the company is denying accommodations in a way that differs between staff, so staff of one religion, they routinely get the day off they request, and staff of another religion does not get that day off, that could be an issue. That could trigger a potential a potential claim. And likewise, if the company denies a religious accommodation to have a day off for a day of, of celebration, then it's possible if the company cannot show that there was an undue hardship that justified denying it, then that may that may lead to a potential claim there as well. You know, there's there was a case recently, and it's it's not directly about holidays, but it kind of gets what we're talking about. But there was a postal worker who asked for a weekend day off for his religion and the office where he worked denied it saying that no he had to deliver mail that day and he filed a claim and he went all the way to the u.s supreme court and ultimately won on that claim where the court said that no they had to accommodate that request and and they couldn't show they had an undue hardship in there right so a similar analysis could happen in a situation where an employee asks for a certain holiday off due to their religion and if the company can't show that it would cause an undue hardship to have that employee not work on that day, maybe there's a claim there. To follow up on the second part of my question, if they didn't show up for work on a day that they observe religiously, like a holiday such as Christmas or maybe Hanukkah or maybe another holiday, can they be terminated for that? Again, it'll depend on, on a few factors, right? If there's a situation where an employee uh, of one belief missed a day of work for their holiday and was not terminated, and an employee of another belief missed a day of work for their uh, holiday and they were terminated, that could be a claim, right? Because now you're having an issue of, of discrimination, right? You're treating one religion differently than another religion. 
Likewise, if the employee had asked for an accommodation to have that day off to be recognized and then they are terminated uh, because that accommodation is denied and they don't get the day off and they don't show up for work, that potentially could be a religious claim for a failure to accommodate. But it's not a cut and dry, this is a day of religion, this is a day of celebration for my religion, I'm not going to go to work, and then you get terminated and, and then you try to sue your employer, right? The company needs to be on notice, you need to give them a chance to, to do the right thing. And, and if they genuinely have a reason for why they need you at work that day, and that reason is absent of anything regarding any religious animus or or anything of that nature, they, they can do that still, right? If you can ask your employer for the day off, and if they have a legitimate reason to say, no, we need you at work that day, then that alone is not going to necessarily create a religious claim for you. Okay, so you were talking about comparative point where somebody was not denied and then somebody else was denied. Does length in between those events matter where it has to be within a certain time frame or can it be years between each event? It's going to depend on a few factors, right? The timing could be one of those factors, but the main one in a situation like that is whether it's the same decision maker. Is it the same supervisor who chose to give one employee the day off for their religion and not give another employee the day off for their religion? Well, that could that could present a claim of discrimination, um, even if there are years between those decisions. Now, of course, we're talking about holidays, right? And holidays generally occur annually, so there probably are not going to be years between. But that that is not necessarily going to negate your claim if it happens to be years between the two. It's good to know what the employee should be on the lookout for, but let's switch gears a little bit because we do represent both sides. Let's talk about recommendations for employers. Yeah, I think if you're an employer, like I said at the beginning, the first place you want to start from is a place of respect, right? If we're talking about religion and we're talking about holidays, if someone needs or wants a day off and they have a bona fide religious reason for it, or they just want to celebrate a holiday, the right place to be is to start from, okay, I should think about doing this. If you genuinely can't offer that day off because you know you need this particular employee and their skill set on that day, or not having them in office or on the site would cause an undue hardship, then of course, you know, that that is a justifiable reason to deny that request. But every employer should start from the idea of, I want to respect this person's right to have their own holidays, and then see where it goes from there. Something I've observed more companies doing as our workforces are becoming more diverse and and companies are trying to have more recognition of the different needs of their staff are things involving flex holiday days, right? So we have a situation where most companies these days follow whether you want to call them federal holidays, bank holidays, those standards seven or eight days, I think it is a year that everybody expects to have off, you know, uh, Labor Day, Memorial Day, Fourth of July, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, those very standard American, these are our federal holidays. That list of federal holidays is expanding. You know, recently Juneteenth was added as a federal holiday, and it's important to show that, you know, the country is starting to recognize it's a diverse country and our, our workforces are as well. And so something I've seen a lot of companies do is add in a flex holiday day where as part of a benefit to their employees, everybody gets to essentially on one extreme, you get seven holiday days a year and you can use them wherever you would like. If it's a holiday that matters to you, you can have that day off and that'll count as one of your holidays. And everybody on staff gets the same amount of holidays off. It's just their choice of when they want to use that. Now, some 
some workforces that doesn't work for, right? Because if the office is closed on Christmas Day, it doesn't really make sense for someone to uh, not use that as one of their holiday days. And so I've seen other other companies do more of a flex approach where the the company has their set four, five, six, whatever days it is a year that the office will be closed and no one is working and that's a holiday. And then everyone's also granted an additional two or three flex days that they can use on any holiday of their choice. And that's a way to really make sure that you're recognizing different holidays, giving your employees a chance to, uh, you know, celebrate equally, regardless of their beliefs, but also you're still making sure things are done, um, you know, appropriately and in a way that doesn't hurt your company. I wanted to say, well, it's either an all or nothing approach from what I hear. Um, In the very beginning, we talked about how some companies like the movie theaters, no days off at all. But the flex approach is that nice in between. And I would probably assume that's the best route to go. I mean, subjectively. Yeah, I, I think that's where a lot of workforces are going in the future is that flex approach where we all recognize there's going to be some days of the year where where the place is closed or not closed. And it'd be hard to not give everybody that day off. But also, a lot of workforces are going remote, you know? Maybe the office is closed on Christmas Day, but if the person doesn't celebrate Christmas and they don't want that day off, why not let them have another day off during the year? And if they want to work remotely on Christmas, more power to them. That implicates all the other issues we have with remote work. And if an office is closed and no one else is working, how are we really tracking whether someone's working or not? But that's, you know, a topic for another day. Agreed. And of course, you can always tune in to our episodes every Thursday, just as a little plug. Say that an employer may not have heeded the advice of Scott Law team, and maybe they started walking down a little bit of a rocky path. They found out, yeah, I'm in a tough situation where... Maybe I shouldn't have done this, but I'd like to make amends. Is there a salvageable point for them? Is there something that they could do? Yeah, of course. It's it's never too late to fix something that's genuinely a mistake. And if you're an employer and, and you made a mistake when it comes to holiday, days off, or pay, or otherwise, first of all, if you're not sure whether you made a mistake or not, talk to an attorney. Uh, there are many great attorneys out there who can help you with counseling on questions like that. And then the other thing you should do as well is is try to fix the mistake. You know, if there's a situation where you realize an employee maybe should have been given a day off because it's something that um, they needed or wanted or or asked for and weren't given, you know, go back and give it to them. Right? If uh, <laughs> if you notice a situation where there's a day that there's an employee who's using a PTO day and no one else is, and you can't really figure out why, and then you you come to find out that oh, that's an important day for them because of their their views, their beliefs, whatever it is, that's a holiday they want to celebrate. Maybe don't require that employee to use one of their PTO days for the day if, if you're able to do so, right? Everything has to be done within within means for that particular company and and what they're able to to afford themselves. That's why we have the, to use the legal term, that's why we have the undue hardship standard is that in companies should only be required to grant accommodations that don't cause them an undue hardship. And it's it's for that reason that it also depends on what you're able to do as a company. Now, I know we've explained what undue hardship is in our previous episodes, but maybe for those who are listening for the first time, can you just briefly give the layman's terms of what an undue hardship would mean to a company? Yeah, no, of course. I mean, first of all, for those first-time listeners, make sure you go back and like, share, subscribe, and give us those five-star reviews. But after you've done that, the undue hardship standard essentially 
is the idea in accommodations law, whether it's disability accommodations or religious accommodations, where an employer is allowed to deny an accommodation to an employee if that accommodation would cause them an undue hardship. Now, typically what that means is essentially, does it cost them a lot of money? And is the amount of money it costs them going to be unreasonable? It's a moving standard. It's hard to say exactly what it is. There's no there's no set dollar amount that that is that undue hardship standard. But that's that's basically the idea is that if it would cost the company money and it's too much money, then they don't have to do it to do it. Thank you for the recap. And for those who are also listening for the first time, just to clarify, Gabe is our jokester, but he does have some truth in saying go back, listen, like, subscribe. It is great content. And if you want to find more content, Gabe does do previews for the Supreme Court rulings and other employment news on our Instagram and Facebook, which you can find at Scott Law Team. And at this point, I'm going to offer a space for us for any last comments before we wrap up this episode. Gabe, do you have anything more you want to say on working through the holidays? Yeah, I would yeah, say the holidays, say the holidays are, are really are important really time of the year for, of the everybody. Year for everybody. And if You've been working hard all year and you need that time off. Take that time off, focus on yourself, focus on your health, but also recognize that nothing is guaranteed as far as whether your employer has to give you time off, has to pay you extra if you're working through the holidays. And for those of you out there who are required to work because your job requires it, your family requires it, uh, you know, more power to you and and hopefully, hopefully it'll all be worth it for you sometime down the line. So for those of you who are working through the holidays, make sure you do know your rights. Check out our other previous episodes. Thank you so much for listening today. And it's been great having you, Gabe. It's been great to chat. And at this point, we're going to wrap up this week's episode of Can They Do That? Again, tune in with us next week on Thursday at noon with our new episode. Till then. And from those of us at Scott Law Team, bah humbug. <laughs>